Welcome to Emerging Europe Talks, bringing you expert insight on innovation and technology, sustainable social and economic growth, business, politics and culture, and helping you navigate the Emerging Europe region. Hosted by Andrew Robel. Remember to visit the show's page, emerging-europe.com forward slash multimedia, or check the hashtag EETalks on social media. Hello, everyone. This is Emerging Europe Talks Success and Failure. And this is Andrew Robel, the host. And today I am joined by Christo Yanev, a tourism professional and a serial entrepreneur from Bulgaria. He is the owner and the CEO of a company called VIP Sliven, among other companies, actually. Christo, welcome to Emerging Europe Talks. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Thank you for the invitation. Hello, everybody. It's uh, a great pleasure for me uh, to be in this podcast with Andrew, and uh, I'm sure that uh, we'll have an interesting um, talk now. I'll do my best to have a very interesting conversation, and I am sure you will have plenty to share with us as well. So let's start by asking you what you actually do right now. What is VIP Sylvan and what are some of the other companies that you also run? Yeah, very good question. Basically, we do different things related to several specific areas. First and foremost, tourism, travel and tourism. We run a, a quite a big uh, tour operator for individual, so-called FIT travelers, uh, individual tourists for incoming Bulgaria, bespoke tours of Bulgaria. They were made experiences, attractions, and uh, different types of tours, uh, no matter it's a day trip or multi-day trip. So this is one of the things. Then we have uh, very interesting, we do several things related to autonomous vehicles and sightseeing with autonomous vehicles, which is, uh, which is going to be mainstream in, in the next years. I'm sure, as you've seen in some countries and destinations already. And... Um, we also have an IT company for uh, building and uh, selling software and also uh, selling all type of uh, IT, IT things that uh, you, you can imagine online here in Bulgaria. And last but not least, uh, we have uh, a web design uh, social media marketing uh, agency, uh, which uh, works uh, in Bulgaria, but also abroad. And uh, in this way, we kind of close, uh, close the circle so we use uh, services from the different companies that uh, we need from one side or, or the other. So this is a uh, long story short. But I myself, I am very, a very active person and, uh, and I always uh, try to innovate and uh, do new things. There is a lot more to that. I'm also <laughs> a speaker at uh, different events around the world, like World Roundmark, ITV Berlin and different uh, types of fairs. Uh, so I do a lot of things this this way I, I keep myself active. So we're going to talk about you as an entrepreneur in a second, but I wanted to go back to what you said about autonomous vehicles and, and, and about travel in general, because, you know, if we look at uh, look back at, uh, you know, COVID, we were saying that COVID was a turning point for the travel industry or, or tourism, but was it really? And what is it like for you right now when it comes to people interested in, in coming to Bulgaria and uh, exploring what the country has to offer? That's a very good question because uh, actually COVID for us, of course, it was a bad thing uh, all over the world. 
but uh, it's a matter how you use that uh, mm-hmm. in order to, to become stronger after, after the pandemic. What we did uh, was to establish a lot of self-guided tours so the people did not need a physical guide with them, so less, less contact. Uh, which at the time was uh, one of the best things that you can do. And this still uh, still goes because those type of trips are quite uh, cheap, quite inexpensive, very flexible because the people can uh, can travel with them everywhere and mm-hmm. use them. And we built special technology in order to actually to initiate that and uh, in the pre-booking stage, on the booking stage, during the trip and after the trip. So, so the customer feels uh, completely, uh, how to say it, completely happy in all the stages. And they, they saved a lot of money with that. And they're returning for more of, uh, of the same. So this is, this is a good sign. So this changed uh, for us. Of course, our numbers dropped uh, during the, the pandemic, uh, like uh, all the other companies. This is without doubt, of course. Uh, But what's the positive out of this is that uh, we deliver several products, not only the self-guided tours, but uh, we started working with uh, companies providing autonomous vehicles in order to provide the tour element in the autonomous vehicles. And this actually is helping us now Uh, Because we planted the seeds at the time, like 2020, 2021, and 2022, of course. And now it's beginning to show that uh, we were on the right path back then. So I hope this answers your question. Yes. So tell me a little bit more, you know, about innovation in general in tourism or in, in the travel industry. Because one would think that there isn't much to innovate, perhaps. But, you know, your idea here with autonomous vehicles shows that... This is definitely not true. Of course. uh, I think in every sphere of business, in every field of business, there is room for innovation, no matter how saturated uh, it is, or it doesn't look to be saturated. But uh, there is room for it. Yes. Tourism is saturated in all the countries, basically. For me, innovation is uh, very important. And what we innovated at the time and what we innovate is uh, at the customer service. So first to provide great tour experience, you know, activity, and then to provide the greater customer service. And uh, a lot of people are asking, okay, you can leave this to chatbots, so you can leave this to artificial intelligence and so on. But for tourism, this makes it a little bit impersonal, right? Mm-hmm. It saves a lot of time, it does the job, but all the people uh, want to have the physical contact, or at least a person on the other end uh, who is a real person. And uh, that's uh, what we innovated. Uh, we, we tried with, uh, with a smaller amount of people, because this is an expensive thing to have people nowadays. Yes. <laughs> uh, we tried to, with a smaller amount of support people to ask and answer privately to all our customers uh, to speak with them on the phone, to write to them on WhatsApp or the different uh, chat uh, chat app that uh, they're using and so on and so on. And we see it sounds uh, like, uh, you know, very difficult, but uh, actually it's not with uh, with the proper innovation. And the innovation starts from the people, uh, from us, from the people ourselves, right? So this needs to be really done in the best way in order to have happy and return customers. 
And this is uh, very important. Uh, with uh, for innovation, we also we also upgraded uh, all our websites. We made them uh, more user friendly, more you know easier to book, and so on. So for us, this is innovation. And of course, with the autonomous vehicles, is the on the top uh, of the innovation. We don't produce autonomous vehicles. We just supply them with uh, tours, activities, and experiences. Can you tell me a little bit more about how it actually works? So you get a vehicle and uh, you basically provide tours uh, that are already planned and, and, you know, the vehicle sort of knows where to go and, uh, and then you have additional activities planned around that, right? Yes, basically everything is uh, preset. And uh, what we do is uh, how to design the whole itinerary. Because a lot, uh, and we don't do this in Bulgaria because in Bulgaria we, we still don't have the opportunity for uh, autonomous vehicles. We do it for other countries abroad. We just, uh, and especially when, where we were living before, all the team, not only myself, because uh, I was living before in three different countries for quite a long time. So I know specific destinations, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the, the first important element. The second is how you design the whole whole trip in order to be interesting for the customer because the customer just sits in the vehicle and expects uh, everything to be delivered to him or her, right? So this is uh, the very difficult part uh, because, uh, and it's very subjective, I I like one thing, you like another thing, but anyway, they can choose from an array, like uh, when you go on a booking site and you see different tours, uh, you can read and you can choose what fits your liking and uh, what you would you like to do and so on. So that's how we, we make it. We, we have different options. And uh, when, when these uh, people will begin to use the vehicles, basically, uh, they can choose uh, what option uh, they want to take. They can pre-book it. They can book it inside the vehicle and so on. So we deliver only the part with the itinerary and what happens uh, throughout this itinerary with different attractions and so on, because there are different stops. It's not only it's not lo- only like a drive and you are always in the vehicle, but it stops. You can go out. You can uh, mm-hmm. you can take twenty minutes there, ten minutes there, and so on. So you know, I understand. Uh, I think I understand. this answers your question. Perfect. I said earlier that we would be going back to talking about you as an entrepreneur. So can you sort of look back at the beginning of your entrepreneurial path? What was it like? Why did you actually start? Why did you want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. And I always say, because I'm always asked uh, uh, similar questions, that uh, Everything starts from the family. Basically, I'm born and raised in a family of entrepreneurs. And uh, since uh, since my early days, I was always seeing my father and mother being so active, proactive, and doing new things, innovating at the time. It was very difficult because technology was not helping uh, at all yeah. at that time. I speak yeah. uh, like uh, 30, 40 years ago. So I was seeing this all the time. And then when I entered the university, I got the same friends and lecturers and all the people who were in the university. They were very, very proactive and uh, with the entrepreneurial mindset. So this helped me a lot, of course. And since then, I started um, to build my own uh, web design studio. So I started uh, uh, back uh, when I was uh, 15, 16 years old. And also what helped me, because I'm an ex-ballroom professional dancer, 
in Bulgaria, in the highest class, the highest level. I'm a pensioner in this already, but back then I was. And uh, basically what, uh, what is very interesting uh, is that this helped me a lot because when you do some sport like this, your whole mind is towards the win. And in order to get that win, you need to put the work. You, you just yes. not sit and wait and uh, it comes to you. No, it's borrow. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, you need to perform, right? So this whole also helped me. And uh, after that, in the during my uh, MBA in the UK, I also had this type of uh, lectures and, uh, and uh, students around me. So this uh, helped me even more. And then since... Uh, uh, 2010, I decided to start the tour operator, and um, this is how it goes. So it's been but, already some 13 very years. Very important is the is the family. What you see mm-hmm. uh, with your own eyes, what you experience. Because entrepreneurs, as you know, we don't have much time, so we don't have time to lose and so on. So everything is kind of uh, your day is kind of uh, distributed in different slots, and uh, you know. So it's it's having role models, actually. So you actually said that, you know, you, you don't have time to lose, but all entrepreneurs make failures and they are also successful. They have successful achievements, but they also fail. What was your, what has been your biggest success and what has been your biggest failure? The biggest success, uh, I must say, is that, uh, that because it's an ongoing thing, I, I cannot say that success is just uh, one point in time. It starts from a certain time and it uh, goes uh, goes along. For the success, I, I, I must say that uh, it's uh, the tour operator that I built around uh, these uh, booming tours and experiences marketplaces and that we provide uh, over uh, 350 bespoke tours, activities and experiences in Bulgaria because we want to show Bulgaria through our eyes, because Bulgaria is not a mass destination. It's much more than that, with a lot of culture, uh, interesting people, wonderful nature, and so on and so on. This is one of the biggest successes. And uh, about the failure, I need to think, because uh, we haven't done something that it's uh, a complete failure. But sometimes, back in the time, I speak about 2010, 2011, when we started, a failure was that we couldn't uh, meet the demand of the people, right? They want to do one thing, but we didn't have the organization in place in order to help them because at the time the internet was not so, people were not booking uh, so much online like uh, what they do nowadays. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were always asking for tailor-made solutions and uh, we didn't fulfill the needs and the wants of the customers at the time when we started. And we had one or two occasions like this, and uh, this was uh, like uh, like uh, a red light for us to, to improve internally mm-hmm. and to make it work. So that's what I can say. I understand. And at some point you mentioned people, and, and you said that sometimes it's not really easy to have people on board. What are the biggest challenges in people management, in team management for you? Uh, team management is a very difficult uh, thing because um, all people are different. Mm-hmm. And uh, you cannot, uh, if you see a person that uh, 
it's good that uh, the interview and uh, you say, okay, this is, uh, this is my guy or girl, uh, and um, they do not deliver. We do a lot of training for them and we make friends with them. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's one of the things that uh, actually inspires them to, to work and to deliver. Just to feel inspired every day and uh, inspired, it's also not only internally from the organization, but what type of tour they do. Mm-hmm. So for the people who create the itineraries, it's inspiring the itineraries to be, to be unique, to be mm-hmm. different than everything else that you can find online. And for, for example, for the guides, it's inspiring that, inspiring that they work on that, uh, they walk that itinerary or uh, they're with the customers on that specific itinerary, which is bespoke, which is unique. And this is also interesting for them. And this is the way we try to do it. And, uh, and that's why we have so many products ourselves and uh, we cater for different interests and we cater for different age groups because this is uh, very important. Some people in the business forget that there is more than, than a person who is uh, from 30 to 45, for example, or an elderly person. And all those different uh, age groups, they, they have different needs and wants. Mm-hmm. And this is something very, very important that it's actually translated uh, uh, from the actions of the guys, of all the people Uh, who actually serve them. What is leadership for you? How do you define it? I would define the leadership as the way to make people happy and delivering. And what advice would you give to other, maybe young entrepreneurs, or perhaps not necessarily only young, perhaps, you know, those who have always wanted to run a company and uh, they reached a certain age and, they, and now they have the guts to actually do it. What advice would you give them? Uh, my advice to them would be just always to be proactive and to learn uh, because this is the way forward. Uh, nobody, no matter how many MBAs and PhDs you have, uh, you never know. Things are so much faster developing and changing nowadays that you need always to stay on track. For example, my advice to all those people is just to uh, to read, uh, to be proactive, to follow what's happening and how this could be transformed in a a winning business and uh, in a business that delivers value. Uh, Because nowadays the opportunities are a lot more than it was before. It was before 10 years, 15, 20, 30 and so on. Now you have a sea of opportunities and in order to be entrepreneurial, you need to have the knowledge and the future ideas, how to uh, transcend this knowledge into something working and delivering uh, value, because this is uh, what uh, matters nowadays. And also to connect and network with different people, which is very important. That's why we have uh, on the different uh, B2B events around the world, always such uh, occasions and such uh, events in the big events where people network and uh, Mm -hmm. get to know each other and exchange contacts. Uh, This is very important and also not to forget where they started and where they go, just to have a clear path. There are issues, there are problems for everybody, but uh, just not to give up, just to to go full center. Yes. 
I hear bits of innovation, knowledge. I sense networking as well and definitely not giving up. Christo, thank you so much for this chat. It was a pleasure and best of luck for all the operations that you run. Thank you very much, Andrew. All the best to you and to all the listeners. Thank you all for listening, and we look forward to your company for the next episode of Emerging Europe Talks. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and do leave a review. This will help us ensure a regular stream of great guests you want to hear from. And finally, check out our news and analysis platform at emerging-europe.com. <laughs>